This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Welcome, Mickey James, to Everything with Allie Levine. How are you, love? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to have you. I'm literally like giddy right now. We connected on good old social media and on Instagram and we're like DMing back and forth about different ways to collaborate. I am truly inspired by you as, you know, in your career and who you are as a mother and everything you've created. Like I am so honored to have you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I'm honored to gotten to know you because I think that we met through the OUR Rescue through that giveaway that they were doing. And I saw that you were a part of that as well, which and they're so amazing and all the work that they do. And I think that's kind of how this little friendship started. Thank goodness for social media, right? Like I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, social media. But then other times in friendships like this, where I go like, oh, thank goodness for social media, right? Isn't like, that funny? I, I love that you said that because it's funny. Like sometimes I have such a love hate and there's some days where like, I don't want to show up at all because I'm like, oh, it's just heavy and like trolling and this and that. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to get on. And then there's days like with you where I'm like, oh my gosh, I maybe would have never connected with her. And you're right. It's like, you know, our rescue, like is such an incredible organization. I actually had Tim Ballard on my show not too long ago, and he spoke to everything our rescue and who he is and why he created it. Such an amazing organization. And I love that we connected that way. That's so credible. I've, I've actually watched that. I found them through that finding Guardy thing and, and I had no idea. And so it's just in this last year that I've really, because they worked with, they were doing some work with child help and stuff as well, which was a, a foundation that I was supporting and, and an ambassador for. And so through that, I found this operation underground railroad and then that's how we met and stuff. But I've watched all those finding Guardy stories and just, you know, as a mother, and I'm sure you can relate I, the first time I watched that video, I got sick to my stomach and I just could not sleep. Like, I was just like, I can't imagine this. Like if something like this was to happen to me, I would literally die. Like I I know, I know I've said the same thing to my husband. I, it's like, you can't, I I really appreciate that you broke that up, but you know, you brought that up because you know, like what you just said of what you watched. And for those that don't know, you know, I'll put it in the show notes, but you really, not only, I believe so many when they watch it are touched, but it's like, wow, you kind of wake up and you like, can't go back to sleep. Right. Yeah. It was just like, I just couldn't. And you, and then how, how prevalent it is and how often these things are happening because we often turn a blind eye, like, you know, through social media, we choose the news that we want to. And this is just me personally. Like I barely watch the news because I choose what I want to like I'm it's not that I'm unaware because I am completely aware of what is happening in the world at the same time I can only allow so much of that in because it really affects my day and my energy and everything else that I'm focusing on because it's so much negativity um a lot of times and so it's it's just heartbreaking and so I think that like even in that we are we're so completely unaware of how big this issue is worldwide you know uh, and what a what a real serious issue it is that sometimes it's like you things you see in the movies, but you don't realize that it's such a real problem in real life. Like, it just seems like a, a thing that they made up for this one movie that is, you know, 
whatever. And then they're like, no, this is a real problem. This is a real issue. I know it's, it's, it's so true. And I, I agree with you. It's like, you know, for a lot of people, ignorance is bliss. And like, trust me, I've been so guilty of that as well, where I had no idea it was going on, especially being at like, you know, I work in the entertainment industry and not realizing that there were some connections, like just not even being, you know, truly aware, because like you said, you kind of choose what you subscribe to, you choose what you kind of see most of us do. And it's like, same with me. It was like, once I started realizing and connecting dots, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is happening so much and, you know, and, and playing out and it's so prevalent and especially in the United <laughs> States, you know, it's like, I, yeah. you know, like, like for me, honestly, you know, I guess a little bit ignorant of me, but I thought like, oh, you know, this happens in third world countries and other places. And, Same. you know, I really did not know like how deep it was here in the U S and that it was like, US, right? With- like crazy, so crazy. So I just love that we connected that way. And like, you know, got to, you know, align from that. And so, you know, like I said, you are doing so many amazing things with, you know, your career. I'm sure most people like know who Mickey James is, but like for those that maybe don't, or for those that maybe, you know, aren't in uh, that space of your work, like, could you tell us a little bit about like how you got into what you're doing and like who you are? Oh gosh. Oh, that's a long story. I don't know if we have enough time. <laughs> no. Um, well, most people know me from um, wrestling, from the wrestling world. I am a six-time WWE women's champion. I'm a nine-time women's champion. Um, I also, that journey alone, I started when I was 18 years old. I've been wrestling for 20 plus years now. And I've been very blessed and very fortunate to have made so many of these like monumental um, moments happen that really have helped um, you know, us transcend to where we are now with women's empowerment, with the evolution of the women's division, where women are now finally, after this, you know, 20 year path I've been on with women's wrestling, women are finally now getting not just the opportunities that they deserve and, and being treated as an equal as the men, but also on the same pay scale on the same, all these same things that we've just leveled up. And it's such a beautiful thing to see, because I remember when I first started wrestling and I wanted like I wanted to be looked at as one of the best female wrestlers of all time. I wanted to be looked at at one as, as one of the best wrestlers of all time, regardless of gender, regardless of any of those. I just wanted to help break down those barriers. And now we are here where women are main event in WrestleMania. Women are, you know, the ones who they're putting in like the main events and different like that because of the ratings and all this stuff. And it's just beautiful strides to be, to have seen from both uh, you know, a reflective area, but also to be a part of it still, you know, because a women's, a woman's career in wrestling, when I first started, they've told me that a woman will last on television about three to five years on television, as far as a wrestler. So even regardless of whatever I did, my run would probably be three years, five years long, and that would be it. And that would be great. And, and that I would just have to, in that moment, find something else that I could transition to. And I did, and I have like, in a sense, I I'm always open to, you know, I work with my horses. I'm a mom now that was never heard of, of being a mother and being a wrestler athlete, female, you know, traveling and everything at the same time. But when I first broke in, that was unheard of. If you, you were, you know, women after 30 were considered retired, you know? So it's just like, everything has changed so much and it's just amazing. It's amazing to see. And it's amazing to be a part of. And it's like, it's weird because you go like, well, we're a little bit late to the game, you know, because I felt like this was already happening. But I think the, the 
industry itself is a little bit because it's such a male dominated sport and it always has been. It's just taken a little longer to come over some of these hurdles, but now it's just so sweet to see on the other side. But so, so there's amazing. that a wrestle. Yeah. I'm I love that. I love it. I'm pretty badass at it. <laughs> and then I also sing and I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I, I do a lot of charity work. I do a lot of charity work for mostly children, a lot of children. And for those who know that, that of my own personal story of, of child abuse when I was younger. And so the overcoming those hurdles to get to where I was to where I am now, like that was a journey. And I, and I think that even in my own space of like getting all these goals and achieving all these things, there was this little sad little girl still inside of me that was always still looking for that approval or something from someone else and it was only due to my you know my little child that was hurt you know what i mean so it's just that these things like oa like our rescue operation underground rescue uh like child help these help me so much like it's it's just as much like therapeutic for me i think to be able to help these children you know because i feel like there's a there's a genuine like i know how they're feeling in a lot of the situations not in like you know, being abducted or stuff like that. But as far as being sexually abused or anything like that, I understand. And I understand how traumatizing and how long it took me even personally to heal from that kind of experience, you know? So that's kind of the reason why I kind of gravitated toward a lot of those specific charities. Well, first off, I love that you shared about, you know, your career and how empowering that must have been for you, not to just even step into as just a woman, but as you said, as a mother, to be in that space and be able to know like oh okay there wasn't necessarily an expiration on my career just because I chose motherhood just because I chose you know other things besides just you know WWE like that's amazing well you know that kind of happened organically I like because I was like I waited to have my son and he's six now and I didn't, I didn't choose to have children. I, I was so career oriented. I was so career driven. And I just felt like because we come, it's a male, very male dominated sport. Women didn't have children. Women didn't, we didn't have the women wrestlers. We just didn't have kids. Or if we did have kids, we didn't talk about it. Nobody knew, you know what I mean? Like it, it was, a, it was very different then than it is now in the sense. So I never, I felt like, oh, if I stop to have kids, that's going to put me off or have I stopped to have a child. It's going to put me off television for a year. And in that year, they're going to replace me. They're going to find something. So I just didn't, I didn't. And it wasn't until I was almost, I was in this weird break and it was, you know, in 2013, I was in this weird break where I was in between companies and I was deciding what I wanted to do. Did I still want to continue wrestling? Did I want to transition into a trainer role? Did I want to, what did I want to do? And God kind of answered me and gave me this beautiful boy. And he has completely changed every aspect of my life in a time where it's such, you know, the entertainment industry is such a self-serving industry. You have to be selfish and you you can't help it. But it forced me because I'm not naturally a selfish person. I think it it reminded me like, and it just gave me a new purpose and, and it, changed my perspective on everything. So instead of everything being self-serving in the sense of, I have to do this for me, for my career, my this, my that, my this, my goals, my, all these things, I still have those things. But the first thing I think about is my son, which was never a thing until he was born. You know what I mean? It was never uh, the first thing that popped in my mind was somebody else. Everything was for me and for my, my success, my career, my, 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 you know? So now it's more of a, 
us a we a, a thing like that which is you know I think as a woman it's like a it gives you a different perspective and it gives you almost a, a reason to fight that much harder and I never understood it I never understood it until that moment because I only had animals at that point you know what I mean like I had my dog I had that and you say the things like oh my dog's my child well it's not until you have a child that you realize that is a lie that dog is nothing like a child <laughs> <laughs> no it's so, it's so true but oh my gosh I love that you shared that because how beautiful, you know, and, you know, I don't think a lot of people, um, you know, know that about you and, and your story and how beautiful to share that not only did motherhood kind of just happen as it was, you know, meant to happen for you, but I love that we, sh that also like why we, um, I guess aligned is because I very similarly also was, you know, in the space of celebrity styling and, you know, being in the limelight, if you will, and all of that. And I just, you know, I was really focused on my career. My, my, you know, my career was my baby. Everything I built was my baby. That was what I wanted to do. I was the same way. I was very, you know, selfish. I was very in it. Even my husband would even say to me, you know, when are we going to, you know, have our first kid, you know, when are we going to do this? When we get done, I'd be like, just give me time. Just give me time. Just give me time. And I was very much like, whenever I figured, figured out, whenever I feel like it, whatever I feel like time stops and I can stop. And which is obviously not a reality. And, I, you know, and I, I was very similar to you. I was trying to fit it in. I was trying to figure it out. I was all over the place. And I was just like, it was the last thing because to me, it was like, no, no, focus on me, focus on me, focus on me. And it's wild. And I love that you said, and you articulated so well when you said, you know, not only did God give you your son, but that you like fell into this whole new world. And it was like that much better. And I have felt the same. It's like, wow, I've gone from that place of like me, me, me to like, no, for my girls and for my family and for my husband. And, and it's shifted my priorities in such a way I would have never imagined I could have actually done, but it's been the most like humbling and beautiful experience I've ever gone through. That's amazing. I love that so much. And there is the truth to that, you know, like, and we think like, oh, we have to wait for the perfect time. We have to make sure our finances are right. I want to make sure that because it costs a million dollars to raise a child at this point. <laughs> like, you're like, I want to make sure that my, I have the perfect house, the perfect, the perfect situation will never be it will never be because there's always going to be something. And that's what I kind of learned. And it was just like, Oh, I'm so grateful. It happened the way it happened, you know? And, and I think that that it, it really has opened up, you know, motherhood, I think it's opened my eyes to such a whole different loving perspective. You know what I mean? To be more understanding and to be a little bit more empathetic and compassionate in situations to where, you know, I was so business oriented and so driven in that thing that it's just like, I, not that I didn't have empathy or sympathy for people who couldn't do certain things or make time to do certain things. But in my mind, I was like, well, I can do it. I, nothing's stopping me from doing it. If nothing's stopping me from doing it, nothing's stopping you from doing it. It's just kind of like, just going like, okay, wait, there are bigger things than life than just going after your career, 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 career. You know what I mean? Like life is so much bigger than all work and no play is no fun. You know what I mean? Like that's not yeah. how life was meant to be lived. It was meant to be lived and embraced and loved in every moment. You're meant to love what you're doing for your work, for your life, for in your home. You're supposed to embrace and love all these moments and all these things. And if only one thing is catching on you and the other kind of, and the rest are kind of just like, meh, you're not going to be, a, you're not going to live a happy life. You're always going to feel unsatisfied. You're always going to feel like you need to do something to make yourself happy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's been a real crazy shift and I'm just, I'm so, so grateful for it. I really, really am. He is the biggest blessing of my life, I think. And the great, I always say he's my greatest accomplishment and I've gotten to do so many amazing things 
between championships and travel the world and see all these unique places and crazy places and, and do music and collaborate and open for all the, you know, all these incredible artists and stuff. But I just say like motherhood has been my greatest accomplishment. You know what I mean? And I never thought that would be the thing that I would ever say because it's not something I was never that little girl that looked down and, and was like, Oh, I've planned my perfect wedding. I've planned my perfect family, my perfect, I've never was that person. I didn't think like that. I always thought career, 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 what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it, what I'm, you know what I mean? Like all these like little goals and it's just, it's amazing. I love that so much. No, I love that so much because, you know, I have felt so similarly the same. And what I love is that like the more, you know, incredible women that I connect to that have incredible careers and become moms, it's like, we all share that. Like that, like we all had those moments of like, oh shit, my career maybe isn't everything. And like, maybe I don't have to be on this hamster wheel, like making myself insane to like climb every single, you know, ladder and, and you know, cross this off and do this and do this and this. And it's like, I have felt for myself at least that like the more I've actually released that naturally, organically without even meaning to, and it focused on my girls, the more abundance the more opportunities have actually come into play for me and my priorities have like reshifted in the most beautiful way without me actually even doing it oh yeah 100 and you know what I think that also like and this is just me and you may think I'm a little bit of a hippie for saying this but what I think that is is that in our careers and in our workplace and stuff like that we strive so hard for like the approval and the stuff of this one person whether it be our boss or our team or all this other stuff like so we're constantly whereas when you step back and then you go like, this little person is going to love me and accept me and appreciate everything that I do for them. And that just energy of them, of being able to do that and them giving you that full, it's like real love. It's like for the first time, it's like real, true, genuine love with no expectations, with no, nothing attached to it. You know what I mean? Nothing is attached. It's just real, true, genuine love. You know what I mean? And I think that the, the, the ability to be able to recognize that and know that, and it just kind of started to open up the other doors for that type of same thing to circle back in and other aspects of my career, because then I wasn't focusing on the negative of, oh, how can I make this person understand or get me, or how can I get this person's approval or how can I make them, you know, whatever, because you already were doing that and it just kind of naturally started organically happening and all these other facets because you're already giving your all and getting it in the, in the home space. You know what I mean? It's just a weird, it's just strange to me, but no, I, I, I love that. Too, so I, yeah. So no. many more doors and understanding and just like a, a weird, my relationship started to shift. My friendship started to shift a bit, you know, obviously as they do, because people who don't have babies don't necessarily want to hang around with people that have babies all day. And I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> we can't go partying like we used to, but we can plan a girl's night one night at least a month. <laughs> yes, so true. I, I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, and I really, like, really, really appreciate that, you know, you said, like, you know, not only the shift, but I really appreciate you brought up, you know, the vulnerability. And I just think in a lot of our careers, especially as women, how you said it, like this approval factor, whether it be the boss, the coach, the this, that for me, it was the client, like, you know, whatever it is that you don't realize. And I realized for myself, like when you were speaking of that and in work I've done on myself, you know, inward is like so much of that comes from ego. So much of that comes from, you know, that selfishness of, you know, must be the best, must do this, must do that. And you're right there's such a 
beautiful shift in when you have your child that like it breaks you in the most profound way and you're like oh well that shit really didn't really mean as much shit as I thought it did and you know and it's like it's still amazing and and you're still in your career but like you said like you actually flow and do better and actually excel more in the career that you're in after them which is like so funny to me because I laugh at myself when I look at like all the celebrities I style and all these things and I'm like was you know go here do this do that And then I, you know, stepped into motherhood and, you know, took a little step back and things started to shift for me. And all of a sudden it was like all these new opportunities, all these things were changing. And I was like, wait, I'm no longer chasing things. Like the the chase isn't there anymore. The, 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 the ego of like, I must do this, or, you know, I must, you know, make this mark, like it's gone. And it sounds like, you know, extremely similar for you. And I'm curious, Mickey, like when you kind of you know, stepped into motherhood and, you know, you, you know, were very much heavy, you know, in this career. Uh, how was it for you to kind of experience that shift and then still be working in this? was. And ego-driven isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think a healthy ego is a good thing. You have to think positive. You have to want the best for yourself. You have to have a healthy ego. It's only when it becomes narcissistic that it's a problem. You know what I mean? So uh, you say that, but then it's like, when I first got back into wrestling, I was nervous because it's such a body central places like you have to like women are on a different pedestal than men and especially in the entertainment industry not only do we have to be as good as the men but we have to look good all the time we have to check all these boxes where it's like not like we can just go you know throw on a pair of trunks and go out there and fight and we're still fine because we have our name like where men can do that we have to do our hair we have to have our makeup we have to look good we have to be good we have to do all check all the boxes so it's just like our bars are a lot higher, not just for ourselves, but just in general, like there's just more expectations for women and and more scrutiny for women. And I I truly believe that. And it's just, you know, so I was nervous to come back because I was nervous, like, oh, do I, am I going to look like I have a mom bod? Am I going to, you know what I mean? All these things. And then I realized, like, I think that's the thing too, of like being in the industry so much, so long. It's like, I finally just started to have a real understanding of the respect at, in the locker room from my peers that I had from the girls that I had no idea. I had no clue of like the, the genuine love and respect that I had from the girls in the locker room of like all the work that I'd done for, to help them prior to even getting there. And, and that was, I think the biggest blessing of like being able to be open and not to take everything so personal. You know what I mean? Whereas like before in business, if it wasn't about, if there was something that was done towards me or I felt like it was a thing and I took it very, very personal, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a reflection of myself. Whereas now it's because I have more to worry about than just my career. I have other things going on and I have my first priority is my son and making sure he's healthy and happy and, and, and thriving. And then all these other things. And like you said, all these other doors just kind of started opening up for you. You know, when, when you, really just embrace that kind of change and that shift in your life, you know, and to look at things from a different perspective, because I feel like when, when you're trying to like grab onto anything and just hungry for everything and whatever, whatever, sometimes it's comes from that lack mindset, you know what I mean? Because you don't have enough. Whereas when you're over, when your cup is full and you're like, just have so much love to give and have so much of this other like reasons as to why you're doing it, it just opens up different types of doors and just more satisfying. It's so much more satisfying. I love that you also like resonated with ego because it's funny. Like sometimes when I say that to people, they're like, what do you mean? I don't have an ego. Well, even for me, like when you were just saying that you would, you know, get, you know, like 
upset or feel like it was personal. I was the same way. Everything was so personal. Everything was, you know, oh, well, then it must be about this. It must be about that. And what's wrong with me? And, blah, blah, blah. and you know, and you're right. You come from this place that I've been realizing with the ego of like lack. And when you come from, you know, when you work with from lack, in my opinion, you know, you're really working in kind of a negative space without maybe even meaning to and then the ego does play right. it you know and the ego plays in in not a good way like you said it's like becomes this like kind of you know like um I, I you know I, I hate saying I constantly negative but it's like you know it is more of like that heavier feeling it is more about like it's messing with you versus like you know inspiring you and pushing you forward and it's so interesting like I know for me with like my girls I've really started to like be aware of that and try to like really pay attention to how I do things consciously and not just go right from the ego, you know, whatever it may be. And it's interesting how like a lot of, again, successful women and moms I've spoken to have also kind of had this shift, even if they haven't really realized that like that is kind of the shift from their ego to like their higher consciousness and like, you know, who they are at the soul. And it's funny how children, you know, do that to you. It's one, well, because you're, when you live, and I, and I say this because I, I wrote a song called With the Love of a Child with another uh, girl. She's a young, she's like 13. She's going to be a phenomenon, Roosevelt. Um, she's, she's fantastic, but she's going to be a phenomenon. But when I was writing this song, I said, you know, and one thing through motherhood that has really opened my eyes to is like looking at life. We got to, we had the opportunity. And if that's what kind of thing I opened my eyes the most is we have an opportunity to look at the world again for the first time with clear eyes, with zero expectations, with zero, um, you know, limitations or what other people are thinking of you. Children don't think like that. Children, like the world has endless possibilities. Nobody's told them, no, they can't do anything. They can't have anything. They're not capable of anything. You know, for, for the most part, you know, the children have such a, a, a beautiful unique perception of the world and I, I honestly believe that's how we were intended to look at life in our in our worlds and it's only through other people's negativities or like us being told no through living our lives or us coming up through adversities and realizing that life is hard it's not easy but it's not meant to be hard all the time you know what I mean like it, it wasn't until then where I had to sit back and go like you know I put a lot of intention on money on success on all these things that you know, they don't fulfill me. Like they, yes, it fills my bank account. It lets me buy things that, but it doesn't make me happy. Like money can buy things for you and make you happy in that sense. And so you can, you know, be happy and, and not have to worry about bills and stuff, but it doesn't fulfill you. You know what I mean? It doesn't fulfill your purpose and, and stuff like that of like where you feel good every day when you wake up because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and living your life in a happy space. You know what I mean? And we're all going to be hit with hardships and it just kind of, changes how you look at things and like even the sense of like when I go like oh I need to do this one thing for my career or for my business or for this or that and I have to sit back and go okay but why why do I need to do this thing is it for me is it for the growth is it for a good reason or for is, is it a selfish reason you know what I mean so it's like just that perspective whereas everything was you know oh you know I'm not in the title picture right now because I guess that's because I'm not good enough or whatever. And that's not the case. It's not the case at all because I know my value. I know what I'm worth. You know what I mean? So it was just, it just really, ego is, is a funny thing. And people often come, like you said, it's like people get like offended almost when you say, oh, that's like a very egoic kind of thing. But it isn't until you understand it and go like, okay, yeah, that is kind of ego, but it's a healthy ego thing. And I need to do that for my own 
you know, whatever, where, and recognizing the difference between an unhealthy and a healthy ego decision and, and, and things, how they reflect because unhealthy can, it's very, um, toxic and, and you can start to like snowball and make several bad, bad decisions. And I've been there and I'm sure I'm not the only one where you just, it tends to snowball and you continue to make like bad decisions, you know, based on ego. Just because of, you know, you're pissed off at what someone said to you over something else, over this one little thing, and that consumes you so much. It's like, you just got to let that go because who cares what that one person said? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, and I, I think too, with social media and because the world is so much bigger than it was, whereas like before when you had reached that level of success, everybody was still pretty untouchable in the sense of like, when I think of fame, when I wanted to be famous, when I'm sitting there going like, I want to do this and I want to do that as a child, they seem celebrities and, and, and fame seem so untouchable. You didn't know what they were wearing. You didn't know where they went to lunch. You didn't know who they were hanging out with. You didn't know these things that we all know now via social media. So then we have a tendency to sit back and go like, oh, they're doing this thing. And we prejudge them on what they're doing here, there or that. And it's like, that was never a thing before. So it's like almost like you have to being famous or, be, or having that level of success is almost another level of stress because you're under even more scrutiny than you ever were before because people are looking at you all the time. Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, I, I just love that like you resonate with all that because again, like you said, it can be such a like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's rude or that that's this, or that's this. but we all have it. And, you know, I've done so much studying on my own of just, you know, inner work and, and, you know, reading up on the ego. And it's like, you know, the ego really does want to play with you. It does want to bring you down of like what you talk to, like the negative space, the spiraling, you know, challenging you to continue to go down, you know, that road that really isn't authentic to you when you were saying like you know when you're making a decision and you're operating out of like oh I really want that but like why do I want that and you actually have that like check in your mind of like well I want that because of growth or I want that because of, of service and of purpose and this is back to my my why it's like when you operate from that you're no longer allowing the ego to operate but so many of us don't realize that like most of the time we are operating out of the like oh but it's for me it's for me it's for me and you're right when it comes to fame it's like, you know, you, you know, we all like that want to be famous or thought they wanted to be famous or whatever it may be in the space. I know for myself as well, like you operate out of that and you're like, what else can I do? And how else can I do it? And what, you know, what, what can I achieve? And oh, well, I see that person doing that. So let me just jump on and, you know, follow that train or, oh, I should interview with that person. And you get caught up and you know, you walk away from like your actual soul and purpose and what you're supposed to be doing. You know, and right. so it's so it's so different in that sense. And I just think, you know, I love that you resonate with that because I, I feel like, you know, 2020 and the pandemic and obviously now we're in 2021. I feel like so much of like the pandemic like was to teach that like, when you spoke to, you know, the fame and the fact that like back in the day, you know, fame was just kind of this thing that you talked about and you saw, but it wasn't necessarily quote unquote attainable or wasn't something that you maybe, you know, could follow. But now, like you said, right. with social media and everything in front of us, it's also like in a sense, you know, not to say those people didn't, you know, work there to get there, but we've also fed those egos and built up what that is now, you know, 1000%. And it's, and we've created that, you know? And so it's like, I just think it's so interesting now when you're speaking of playing fields, it's like, you know, don't you kind of feel like in a way, in a weird way that like 2020 kind of lay, leveled the playing field all over again? Um, I think, you know, and, and this is probably a, a polarizing thing to say, but 2020 for me as a as a human as a woman as a person 
you know, careers and all that stuff aside, but even career wise, like I felt like I did a lot of growing this year. It's, it's forced me to like, first off, I always say it's the, it's the make or break of relationships because everyone was forced to sit in the home with their loved ones that probably they were grinding and working so hard that those relationships have really suffered. They, I found that like parents didn't really even know their kids. Like they thought they knew them. Husbands didn't know their wives like they thought they knew them and vice versa, all these things. So I feel like relationships were really strengthened or, and some were not, some were realized that, Hey, we've been living, you know, in this space for the last five, 10 years where you're at work all day. I'm at work all day. We come home, we see each other for two hours, but we really don't know each other. And you know what I mean? So it's been a real thing for both relationships, both personal growth. I think people have started to like, because they're forced instead of being busybodies all the time and just finding stuff to distract them and keep themselves busy, they're forced to recognize and come with their own inner truths of how much that they do love or don't love themselves um, of the reasons as to why. And they've been forced to look at these things in the mirror because they have to do it every single day because we can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? So not only that, it's like everybody on a personal growth level of like, and I think that's really what's become with this whole this year has been a huge awakening, I think, for a lot of people um, of just like coming to their own truths of like their own, you know, the reasons as to why they want these things or are doing these things and just changing the game so much because we're we're yeah. being forced because we can't do so much stuff in person. We can't go to these events, the red carpets, these things, the parties, this, that and the third, all these things that would keep us busy and keep our egos fed as if we were important and we're doing big things and all these things it's just changed our perspective and said, you know what, all these things, these glamorous things, as much as I enjoy them, they're not a necessity in life to make me happy. Like the reality of the things that makes me happy is being able to provide for my son and laugh and help him with his homework or going to ride my horses and to be able to go out and perform my arts, to go out and wrestle and do those things or, and be able to get the, and do these things to my music and all these things. But it's just changed because even like in songwriting, instead of going in the studio and performing or going to sit down in a writer's room and writing, like we have to write over zoom, but it doesn't stop. Like we're still working. We're still just getting just as much accomplished, which has been a weird thing. And, and I know I'm very blessed and I, I find that hard to say because I know that even my close, you know, my family members and stuff, people lost jobs and people have been put in scary, scary positions. And I think it's so much uncertainty. And I think that was the biggest fear is there was all this uncertainty because we don't know anything about the virus. We don't know that much about it. And we fear the unknown. We fear, you know, those things that we can't control, that we can't understand or the reasons as to why. I think that's as a human, those are our biggest fears is the unknown, like in everything, you know? So it was just a full year of unknown that we just kind of all had to reset and set back and go like, okay, well, what now? What are we going to do now? Even like looking across the room to your loved one. Okay. What are we going to do now? Like, are we going to play bingo now? Or, uh, you know, just, it's, it's just weird. It's just been a strange year, but it's been a really amazing year. And it, and it for me, and I say that, but it's been a bit really, really, cause it's just, I've had a chance to start doing golf. I've made so many friendships, yourself included, but of like like-minded people who have just kind of like those people who necessarily perhaps were still in my life, but perhaps for the wrong reasons, they've kind of like filtered out a little bit, but then they, there's been this whole group of new people that have kind of entered my life that are very like-minded and like driven and just belong in your circle. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. 
No, I love that you said that because, you know, you're right. It's like you don't want to obviously, you know, push aside and, and, you know, and, and discount like how heavy the year has been and continues, of course, to be even coming into the early 2021. And, you know, like you said, the virus and all these things. And it's so true. Like we all do fear the unknown. We all, you know, do and you don't know. But it's like at the same time, you know, I've had my own realizations, my own growth of saying like, you know, if anything, it's shown us like how we're really not in control. It's like as much as we all thought we were in control, like we're not. And, and, you know, the universe and God and everything, you know, around you is like, you know, what you, you know, are a part of and, and you don't really get to control it. You can control the small things in, you know, your life to a point, but it's like, even that's been shown to us that like, maybe those priorities weren't really in check. Like I kind of feel like in a way, you know, when you were speaking to about your own growth and everything, I've been having the same and a lot of growing pains at that. And it's like, I realized like, wow, there's a lot of priority shifts that have to happen for me. And like, I kind of feel like I keep having this similar conversation conversation with so many like yourself who kind of had like their own awakenings during this time and are like yeah okay the things that maybe like filled me like you said filled your bank account of my daughter filled your bank account yes, okay. you're so cute <laughs> thank by the you way. I'm like oh you're so blessed they're so so beautiful thank you oh, and so it's so is your son and I mean you know the children as you know like there's such a blessing in this time especially to remind you of like like you said like you you know when you come in you know you come in with so much love and just so much purity and like really want to enjoy life and then you get caught up in this like hamster wheel and autopilot where you like get caught up in the ego and you feed this and you think oh I need that and I need that and I've had the same you know changes and awakening in myself as I'm like oh I really don't need that and like oh as nice as that is and I can buy it for myself I'm really not interested in it like the way I used to be and I kind of feel like 2020 like shook all of us in such a way that I it kind of you know as much as I do miss of course events and miss people in person and all that I do wonder as things play out into 2021 and in, in the near future, you know, where we're going to go from here, because I do kind of feel like in a way we're not going to go back to the same because we've all like, maybe not all of us, but so many of us have had these realizations, have had these awakenings of like, maybe I don't need to feed the ego 24 seven. Right. Like I don't need to show up and, and show out just because everybody else is doing it. Right. Like that doesn't make me unique anymore. You know, like it's all those things of like your priorities and you're right. I don't think that even as this vaccine and all these other things come in, I feel like even 2021 is going to be an adjustment period um, before things. So I, personally, I don't feel like it's going to be until 2022 when things really start to feel like they're getting back to kind of like real normal for us. And what that new normal is going to be a new normal. What that new normal is, is no clue. But we can't certainly, you know, put our lives on pause as you know, all through 2020 and even 2021 as this shift is happening and, and these changes are kind of coming in, you can't put your life on hold. But at the same time, it's like, I think even as we come out of it, there's going to be like that second question of like, whereas before someone would be like, hey, do you want to go to this red carpet event? Or do you want to go to the Super Bowl and do this, you know, where I'm like, yes, of course, before I've been like, yes, I've got so many opportunities. I'm going to meet people and my business and I can do this where you go like, well, yeah, but you're like, okay, well, let me see what I got. You know what I mean? You would just, we, you would just kind of just, we wouldn't just jump on every single opportunity because we think it's a good thing for us on a business aspect or for our ego or for a personal base, you know, whatever reason, but more as to, well, yeah, I think so. But let me see if it's going to make sense. Like, does it make sense? Do I really need to be there? Because now we've learned that we can do all this stuff over Zoom. So you don't necessarily have to be there for a lot of things, but um, yeah, it's, it's really, really changing, I think. And, and 
I hope that like, you know, throughout it all, like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, but I think it's also changed the platform and how even business is done. And, and it's giving us all a space to go like, you know what, a lot of us, especially nine to fivers could do a lot of this work from home. Like they don't necessarily need to go into the office and feel that toxicity every day of like, just go into the office when they can get the same work done from home and almost be more productive, but also more happy, you know, happier in a sense of because they're getting to spend more time with their families and, you know, they're taking the time to make sure that their children are involved, whether it be in a baseball game or taking them to go do, you know, those out outings of like outdoors. For yeah, me. for I'm, sure. I'm a nature person. I'm a nature person. So like get going outside is so um, healthy for me because I just get a chance to like breathe the fresh air. I get to do and be in the sun. And like, obviously I don't like the winter. It's too cold. I'd have freeze. <laughs> but other than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 it's so true. I, I, I love that. And, you know, I think all that you shared, you know, can resonate with anyone listening. It's like, even if you've had moments where obviously this has been hard and it's been hard for all of us, it's like if you can tap into, you know, what you shared of those silver linings and those true blessings that we've been given in the moments of being forced to pause and in the moments of having to reflect and all these things instead of constantly being on this autopilot. And like you said, you know, when it comes to opportunities, like coming to you, kind of having that moment of your mind being like, is this really an opportunity or am I just like jumping at it because it's being presented to me? It's like now all of us are going, oh, well, do I really need to do that? Or do I even want to do that? Or am I just feeling like I have to because I'm on? <laughs> She's like, no, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I know, right? She's like totally like connected to this conversation. She's usually like super quiet, like playing in her little area and she keeps chiming in. But it's like, you know, it, it, it it's so true that like, like you have those moments and you can go, oh, do I really have to do that? Or like, oh, maybe it's not something that's actually like for me. I just think it's for me. And, you know, all, right. of, all of a sudden you're right. There's like this, this shit, you know, and it's, it, it's wild. And it, it's so interesting to me how I keep having these conversations with so many different women and, and moms, you know, during this time who have had the same, you know, kind of their own like awakenings and, and realizations. And it, it makes sense to me now also why we align because how you were saying about, you know, you've kind of had some fall off, but then you've had these new women come in and community. I've had the same. And I've kind of wondered like, you know, like, why did that happen? But like talking to you and having more of these conversations, it makes me realize because like I have been growing and changing and, you know, evolving and everything, which, you know, in my opinion, like I always want to continue to grow and evolve, but I, I don't think I realized at to like the extent of how much I was going to in 2020 and even, and now, and how much fall off there was going to be from that. Right. Well, here's the thing is that when you vibe, like in my personal opinion is like when you vibrate in that high vibration, like people who, if they're not vibrating up there with you, they can't, they can't live in that space. It's too energetic. It's too much for them. You know, it's like, I, I do believe in this. That's just like whole, like low vibration, wherever you're at in your playing field. It's like people like either, they, they will try to come into that circle because they're not doing it enough of their own because they need your, they need your energy. They need your light. They need that because they can't produce it on their own. And then you'll find that, you know, when that person leaves you, you're just exhausted. You're just exhausted because you've given them everything that you had, like indirectly. You don't even realize you're doing it. It's such an energy thing for me. It's like when I get around people who are just low vibrating and are just kind of negative and like all these things, I find myself like, I'm trying to bring them up. I'm trying to do all these things. And then I find by the time 
they've gone home or we've left the party or whatever the case may be, I'm exhausted. I'm like physically and mentally and emotionally exhausted because I've literally given them all of the energy that I have. Like, you know what I mean? I've given them so much of my own energy to help them to bring them up to my level. But the reality is, and until they're ready to come up to that level of that space that you can't make them, you can't force them to do it. So either they're going to stay in your circle or they're not. And, and that's kind of like the hardest thing of like, because when you have friends, especially friends who have been your friend for 10 years, like long time, like children, childhood friends and stuff, it's heartbreaking to see them kind of fall out of your life. And you're like, why? But why? Like, I love you so much. But it's just because they're not capable of staying in that same playing field with you. They can't hold up to that. It's not even like a, you know, oh, as much money as you or as successful as you. It's just more about that kind of love and that space and that mentality of like that giving mentality. If they're still in that lack mentality, because they can't understand why you think that way or feel that way or yeah. work that way. You know, like they can't get it because they're not in that space. And until they can get in that space, they can't, they just can't travel in that circle. It's, it's uncomfortable for them. It's so true. And like when you were speaking to that about, you know, your energy and even with nature, like I'm curious, you know, with 2020 and even now the pandemic, like, you know, how have you allowed yourself to stay in overall those high vibes and like what would you share that like maybe have been you know useful tips or part of your you know toolbox or whatever you want to call it that have helped you continue to like stay in that place because I do think you're someone who really you know emanates such a light and really are such positive you know positivity and just putting out good vibes you know quite often especially on your social like honestly it's what you know drew me to you and so I think for anyone listening you know some people will sit there and be like oh my gosh like I'm trying but like I am just not vibing and like this is frustrating to me and I I understand it because I've been there in the past and I'm curious for you Uh like what you would share with others to not only encourage them but some things maybe they could take away that they could try to do well, yeah, you're so sweet. Thank you for saying that. And same, I, I just love your energy and everything. And, I, and here's the thing is that I have realized, and I say this to everyone, what you see on social media is not always reality. Like we all choose what we put on social media. So, you know, there's people who are pretending to be the happiest people on earth and probably very sad inside. You know what I mean? But they look happy on Instagram. So never take what you see on Instagram as the gospel because it's not true. But what I will say is that the one thing, like, it's work, you know, it, it is work. It's not, it, nobody walks around being happy-go-lucky all the time. Nobody does, myself included. Like, I have my days when I'm irritated, when I'm PMSing, when I'm pissed off, when I'm, you know, and we all have those moments. But I, I made a conscious decision to, like, when I get in that space of, like, sitting back for a second and going, okay, why analyzing? Why am I, is it? What am I angry about? What am I truly angry about? Because oftentimes we'll say, oh, I'm angry at this person because she said this one thing. Well, that's not really why you're angry at her. You're actually angry at her for something that you she did or said three weeks ago, but you've held a grudge. And now this one thing has set you off. You know what I mean? It's like to have this space. But I always take a moment of, I've, I've gotten a lot better about, and I always said, oh, I meditate and I do these things. And I did, but I've gotten much better of like meditation of of like especially if I'm feeling in a in a space where I've gone like okay I need to sit back and take a moment for myself. Um, I I meditate even if it's just ten minutes of just like putting on something and just meditating and just kind of resetting myself. I think resets are so great. Like when I find myself in like those spaces of like being angry or frustrated or whatever, of just kind of sit back and breathe for a minute and taking five ten minutes to just kind of think about the situation and just look at it from a different perspective. Um, 
instead of just from my own like personal ego perspective like you said like it's good good to have that perspective but sometimes you just have to take yourself back but going out and and spending time in the sunshine and nature is a blessing for me and I'm a like a little earthy child so that's for me like everybody's different some people love you know going to the ocean some people whatever your thing is that you find like I always say like riding my horses is like my church I could go ride my horses for hours and get lost you know and nothing nothing else matters but whatever that thing is of like your passion or your your craft or or something that you do even if it's just you like to paint or those things like they're so healing and they're so because you're just doing something out of love because you love to do it not for any other reasons not for expectations or there's a reason because you think you're going to make money off of it or like this other thing it's just you're only doing it out of you know your gift and your love for it um but yeah i mean it's a shift it's it's hard it's not easy to stay in that space. And I'm certainly not perfect. I never will be perfect. And I'm sure my husband would attest that I have my moments. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that it's, it's always work. It's working on yourself and, and like really prioritizing, not just what you need to do, but the whys. I think the whys. And so often like what we don't ask ourselves is why am I doing this? Like, why do I need this? Why, when you said that, like, why am I doing this? Why do I need this? Is it for my is it for a real growth or, or perspective like that? Or is it just because I feel like I need it because that person has it? You know what I mean? Because it's two different things. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I mean, absolutely. And I love what you shared about, you know, nature and, you know, for you riding horses. And you're right. It's like anyone listening. It's like it's not easy. It's actually quite hard, in my opinion, of my own experience of like continuously forcing yourself to reset continuously like you said you know finding those moments and saying okay this doesn't feel good so like now I need to you know get myself aside and say how do I reset in 10 minutes and I love that you said meditation because I do the same like even before we got on this morning you know I did my quick seven minute meditation because I just was having all kinds of feelings and I was like okay I need to like clear my space like get myself in a good space to start the day and especially for the conversation and then you know if I have more come up later I'll go back to it but I think I love that you said you know doing the work and that practice because I think a lot of people think and I, I was guilty of this too I would just meditate you know back in the day and you know I didn't really pay attention it was just like okay I turned it on I sat there for a few but it didn't really become a practice it didn't really like actually shift me and I didn't understand why everyone was so gung-ho about like meditation and you know getting outside or doing this or doing that I was like oh it doesn't work for me and now that I'm so aware of it and I'm so like, you know, and it's like you said, like the practice of it and the actual why, you know, that shifts it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, okay. Because I'm continuously showing up for myself and doing the work. Now I'm actually seeing a difference in my everyday. And you're right. It's like, you're, you're working towards that happiness. You're obviously not happy all day, every day, but you're in a much more, in my opinion, like peaceful state like I have noticed especially which is crazy to me especially with 2020 but like I've noticed like my peace is much harder to shake now than it was ever before even in the midst of the wildness of all this I love that I love that and same it's like it's really hard it's like even on the silly stuff of like somebody saying one thing negative on Twitter where I might have gone or just up here or a coworker, or my boss or somebody giving their opinion of like what they think about something that I've done or not done or, or the, the value that they hold in me. You know what I mean? Like, of like to reset and not allow that to penetrate what I believe about myself and for myself. You know what I mean? Of like just having to take that moment back to reset. And it's hard. Like you said, it's hard work. It's not easy because you have to kind of like 
to accept what those other people have said or done, but also be strong enough in yourself to know that it doesn't matter. If they, their opinion doesn't matter on your own inner happiness. You know what I mean? Their, their thoughts and that like to, and so I just kind of look at it from a different perspective where almost I can laugh at them or whatever, rather than be offended or, or, have a, any type of feeling attached to it you know what I mean it's like that's hard it's hard it's very hard and and I but it's you. easy once you learn the art and it's not easy I would say it becomes easier as you because it, as you get to your own peace like you said and your own love and your peace and the reasons it just becomes easier to do because then you can start understanding why those people because now I've, I've, it's almost like that I'm more sympathetic or and empathetic to oh well this person has said this or, or done this or is feeling this sort of way, but only because of their own stuff. It's, that has zero to do with me. And nine times out of 10, that's the reality. It has zero to do with you and everything to do with them. And it's almost feels like, um, I feel bad for them because they don't even see it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so Where, true. And I, I appreciate you being so raw about that because I think that, you know, it's a very vulnerable space, even especially someone like yourself to admit that, you know, because it's like we all have those moments and we all, I think a lot of times, again, like you said with social media, you know, we like go back to that and we're like, oh, but everything looks so perfect. And you're right. It's not gospel. It's a highlight reel. It's not what you think it is. Even as real as some people can be, like I try really hard to share real and raw truths, but it's still like a filtered moment, even if it's, you know, my raw truth. And, you know, right. it, it's, it's just, it, it's that space, you know, it's just, that's what it is. And so when you shared, I love that you said, you know, like that you come back to you and like knowing that it's not, you know, truly about you. Is there a certain practice or is there a certain way or anything that you'd share that has personally helped you besides, of course, like the stillness of meditation and all of that, like to be able to like turn to yourself and say like, okay, that's not about me. It's actually about, you know, them or that, per, you know, projecting, you know, I, I'm not going to let it affect me. Like, was that something that you had to work on? Like, what would you share around that? Oh, gosh. Um, it's definitely something I had to work on, you know, and I think it's because it, whether it be this industry or like I said before, because because the entertainment industry, we're always working towards the approval of everyone else. And it, it, it really is. It's like you, you don't realize like actors and, and musicians and artists and all these things like what everything that they do until it seeks the approval, until it gets the approval of the public, you know, you often feel like it's not good enough, you know. So that was a whole thing in itself of going like, I am good enough. I'm better than good enough. You know what I mean? Of like. I don't need the approval of a bunch of amateurs or people who whatever to say that I'm good enough because I already know. And that was a big step. That was a big, big step because I'd spent the majority of my life and my career seeking the approval, seeking the approval of my boss, seeking the approval of my peers, being good enough where people wanted to work with me, all these other things. And it just took a space of going like, I don't need any of their approval. I just need my own approval. Like I just need to approve of myself because that was at the end of the day, the biggest thing as like, I thought, in reality that I was seeking the approval of all these other people, but really the only person that I really needed to prove it to was myself. And that was a big one. I think for me, yeah. because it, it, that was like a big understanding of going like, you know, I think it's like not so much that I want Vince McMahon to think I'm the greatest female wrestler of all time. Like I want, I need to remember that I am one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. I don't need him to say that. I don't need the audience to say that. I don't need these people to say that. I just need to know that and believe that in my in my reality because it is true. 
and I need to quit being so we, we spend so much time being humble and being humbled, which is, is a blessing because we do need to stay humble. But at the same time that it often can reflect in our space of like that, that just adds to our not feeling good enough. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I have to, we almost block our blessings because we don't want to seem like, um, like, oh, I'm the greatest in the world. Like, nobody wants to come off like that. That's annoying. Nobody likes that person, right? So it's like, oh, we, we can say that. And I, I'm fortunate to be able to say that as a character on television when I'm being a bad girl. And it's funny and it's entertaining. But I would never say that in reality to someone else. Like, oh, I'm the greatest ever in the history of the world without them going like, ew, you're gross. Go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just not, it's just not. But we do have to sometimes kind of sit back and go like, you know what? I am worthy of this. And I do deserve this. And I am these things. Like, I am everything that I want to be. Like, we often put things in these these pockets of, I'm going to do this. I want to be this. Like, almost in a space of they're unobtainable for us. Like, one day I will do this. One day I'll have the house of my dreams. One day I'll have my career will be where I want it to be. One day, that we keep putting it in the future as almost like we can't have it right now. And there's no reason why you can't have it right now. So it's almost like I had to learn that shift too of like, I am worthy of this. I am, I am this thing. You know what I mean? And telling myself that to the point where I remember it and I believe it and it starts living and I start living in it. You know, like that's a, that was a whole nother, that's a whole nother hour long. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, I, I think that's so, it's like, there's kind of like this like magical dance between like the ego and like your actual soul and your perspective of like what you're sharing. And it's, it's so true. It's like knowing your worth. Like when you were saying that you're like, yes, I deserve this. I'm not going to listen to the limiting beliefs that like society has put on me. Like others have put on me. And it's like, yes, yes. I was resonating so hard with that because it's so true, but you're right. It is such a, a, you know, juggle between like not allowing yourself to get so deep into like, well, like I deserve that versus like, no, but I deserve it because of like, who I am and like, you know, what I know of myself and the power I stand in versus I deserve that because like, I want to have that nice thing because, you know, from my ego, I, you know, I feel that I did this and this and this. And it's like, there is such a, uh, you know, like I said, like a dance between it of like finding that true self. And I think that what you shared and like what you've done has shown that you've really found, you know, that, that kind of neutrality in it. Well, it's like that duality, isn't it, of like the good and the evil. I think we all have that within ourselves. I think that is the art of life, of like balancing that duality, because we're all born with it and we all have it like of the good and the bad. And it's it transcends in business, it transcends in life, it transcends in all things. So it's like it's the it's the age old story of good versus evil. And it and I think that's the real story of like we that is the daily battle even within ourselves of like our bad thoughts our good thoughts and who is going to win for the day you know what I mean like even and like whether it be about someone about our careers about ourselves is the strongest one like that's really the biggest one and I think we oftentimes like look at other things and situations that we want to we never want to take the blame on ourselves of like no accountability is a huge thing for me of like yeah that thing sucked or whatever that situation sucked and I kind of, I am partly responsible for it because I did this, this, and this. A lot of people struggle to say that, to take responsibility and accountability for their actions. And so, because it's so easy to put the blame on some, there's another reason, there's a situation, there's another person, there's another, whoever it is, 
that is to at blame instead of the person sometimes of like our own like decisions or, or whatever in the mirror. And it's that that's a big thing because again, like when we talk ego, it's really hard on the ego to say, this thing is my fault. Like this one thing was my fault. Like to be able to have the strength to say, to take accountability for all your actions, the good and the bad is a very powerful stance to stand from, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love everything you said. And I'm, I'm curious, Mickey, for you, like with motherhood, like, do you feel like, you know, all those lessons for yourself and all things, I'm sure you implement them in your home. Like, how do you kind of teach your son that or, or does your son just kind of watch you walk in it? Or like, I'm just curious, like, if any of that plays oh. out, you know, with him. I was terrified to be a mom. I wasn't even sure because I was like, like you said, I, I mean, I was so selfish and so self-serving. I was terrified of motherhood. And it's funny. And, and they say, oh, it just kind of naturally kicks in. And it does. It's so weird how it naturally kicks in. But like, even in teaching him right from wrong or whatever, it's so weird because you really, they, we say like, oh, we have to teach them all these things. I just feel like children are born with this beautiful like they already know we already know we're born with the uh the sense of human nature of just being our animalistic nature of to know good and bad to know right and wrong we know even our children like i'm sure your daughters you know you think they know when they've done something wrong they already know you know what i mean it's not like we have to say hey that was bad they already know that what they did was bad no nine times out of ten unless it's something completely foreign to them that they've never seen before you know so it's like taking the uh, uh, instead of I, I do a lot of explaining, whereas I'm like, I don't think my mom explained this much to me of like, please don't touch the stove because it's very hot and it will burn you or like whatever. Whereas my mom would say, don't go near the stove. <laughs> it's hot. I'm like, OK. Whereas like I try to do a little bit more of that, maybe of just like explaining the whys, because I think that was something that. It was explained, you know, I'm not saying like my mom still explained to me. So my mom's amazing. I don't mean it like that. But I'm just saying like, just to explain the whys, because I'm such a curious person. And I felt like that was a lot for me of like, I didn't understand why I couldn't do certain things. You can tell me I couldn't do it, but you never told me why I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So until I understood why this was unhealthy for me or why I couldn't do these things or why I couldn't have these things or, you know, what was the reason behind it? then I would always buck the system. You know what I mean? Like Completely. It's naturally a fighter, you know, of like, oh, you say I can't have that. Well, now I'm going to have that. I'm going to go for that thing, which has been beneficial, very beneficial in my career because I've been told no a thousand times. No, we'll never hire you. No, you're from Montpelier, Virginia. There's like 200 people that live in that town. Like nobody comes out of Montpelier. You know, all these things. No, 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 you can't have these things. Um, so it made me fight that much harder to go like, I'm going to show you how I'm going to take these things. I'm going to get all these things. But um, it was really that understanding of why, why I can't. And that, that reigns true. And even of that, because when people would say, no, you can't, you'll never make it in WWE or no, you'll never be women's champion. I'm going, but why? Because I will be women's champion and I'm going to show you how. And I did, you know, like, it's just, yeah. So powerful, but it's, but it's so true, you know? And like, Good for you for saying like, well, no, I'm not going to take no for an answer and I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to work for it. But I agree with you in the sense of like, 
you know, I kind of feel like in a way it's like that conscious parenting. It's like you're very aware of like what you're teaching your son and like explaining to him. And I do the same with the girls and I tell my husband the same. Like we're very much on the same wavelength, but like, of course, men operate from a different, you know, place. And, you know, (laughs) and, you know, I'll tell him like when he'll say something, I'm like, babe, I'm like, just explain why. And then he will and he's great about it. But it's just funny because he operates in that sense a little differently. And like, I kind of like, you know, without meaning to, I kind of step in when he's talking and I'm like, well, just explain why, because then maybe she'll understand it better. And overall, I feel like our, you know, our toddler does, obviously, you know, our seven month old, like Arlie doesn't understand, but like our, you know, our toddler, you know, she, she gets it for the most part. It's like, oh, and she'll say like, oh, oh, okay. And it's like, she computes it more. And you're right. It's like, you know, with our parents, it's like as amazing as they were, because the way they were raised, like, they weren't necessarily taught the why. Or they were literally just taught, like, it's hot, shut up. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. you know, that was the way it was taught. And now, I think there's so many of us now in the space that are, like, really consciously parenting and saying, like, well, this is why. And, like, let me explain to you. And it might be more work and it might be more, you know, to do for us. But I do agree with you. I think there is such a benefit for our children. Uh-huh. Well, and it is. It is more work for us in that one single moment. Because you know that they're already thinking the 20 questions and they're already asking the 20 (laughs) questions and they're going to sit you, but why can't I touch it? But why is it hot? But what, you you know what I mean? They're going to ask you. So if you just take the conscious effort of going, no, babe, you can't touch this because it's hot and it'll burn you. And you like, it'll really, really hurt very bad. And then we'll have to get bandages and we have to go to the hospital, like all these things. And they go like, oh, like it's fire. Or you like, it just, we're just going with the hot stove example. (laughs) But yeah. For, for example, yes. Or like, like my mom, when she say, oh, my mom would be like, hey, get out of here in the kitchen. It's hot. Or like, you know, freaking here comes the wooden spoon. You know, if you got too close to the stove. like those things where we just didn't think about it like that. And like, but then now it's like just the involvement, like we've evolved so much, I think, in, in our, the growth of our children, because especially now we've, we've become so much more consciously aware that the biggest growth and the biggest things that for our children that really establish who they are and who they're going to be happen within these first five to six years of their life. Yeah, it really does. It really molds them into how much confidence they're going to have, how curious they are, the things that they go after. And it's like, it wasn't until, you know, I think if I would have had a child at 20, I would have been a much more selfish parent and a very, from a very different space. Oh, amen. Same here. Waited, yep. Yeah. yeah. If I had waited for the fact that I waited until I was more grown up as an, as a woman and as an individual and also understood myself a little bit more, I was able to parent so much better and really like come from a space of like, just like you said, like not only trying to lead him, but tell, show him, why this one things work and why these other things, but also be open to like letting him make his own decisions and not just kind of like being super over parenty too much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. that resonates so hard because you're right. It's like same with me. I think back to like, if I had had children when my husband really wanted to have the girls and I'm like, wow, I would have never showed up the way I show up now, like, because I'm right. older, because of the things I experienced, because like you said, of your own growth and your own work and everything you know, you do, you come from, you know, I think most of us come from like more of a conscious parenting space. We come from, okay, I'm, you know, really shaping and and molding. And it's not to say that like, of course, you know, parents are younger, don't do the same. It's just a different space. Like you said, it, you know, it can Mm -hmm. be a selfish space. It can be more demanding and, you know, less time to think about it because of, you know, the circumstances you're in. Like there's so many things that play into that. 
And, you know, I, I do believe that there is kind of a, a gift in when you allow yourself to, you know, like you said, there's never a right time or a right place, but like when you are a little bit more grown in who you are in your own skin, at right. least for me, it's really helped me to be able to parent that way. Oh, 100%. Well, and I look back at just even like a friend of mine, Erin, from, from school, and she had children very young. She had three kids, very young. And then recently, you know, she was 35, which is, you know, I, you know, I think back in my 20s and I was going, oh, God, I was so selfish and so self-serving. It was every, my whole life was what was going to do great for me. You know what I mean? There was only one person that was, I was really living my life for, and that was myself. You know, like, and people, relationships, all these things kind of in and out, whatever happened. But I'm so grateful that I waited. But even in taking, like, talking to her, and she's like, and all of her children are wonderful. All of them. But, you know, she's got a young girl that's Donovan's age now that she had later in life. And her, she's like, my parenting is so different with Paisley than it was with my other three that I had in my 20s. And she goes, it's just because of the way that I live my life. She's a wonderful mother. Um you know, and, and all her children are, are thriving and successful, but just her parenting style, she goes, first off, I'm way more exhausted. I can't keep up with them like I did with them, <laughs> like these ones. Like, she's like, she's exhausting, but, you know, you can just see the difference and, and how already Paisley has grown as, as a little girl and like how smart she is and how much, you know, Aaron's like really like just kind of dedicated in that sense. And not that she didn't dedicate it, but it was just a different you know, we grow so much. We grow so much from just our 20s to our 30s, from our 30s to our 40s. There's just, we're constantly evolving and growing until the day we die. You know what I mean? Whether, it's, yeah. you know, until we're 80, 90 years old, we're still having all these life experiences and growing experiences and all these things that are happening and people coming in and out of our lives that just kind of adds to it and really just puts life in a different perspective, you know, so. Absolutely. Well, and I com I completely agree with, agree with that. And I think that too, when you were saying that, you know, it's like, in my opinion, I think you feel the same. It's like, you know, you want to grow, you want to evolve, you want to continue forward. Those that don't kind of just sit in this like comfortable place that's not actually comfortable and don't realize that they're just kind of stuck. And and I've been there before, you know, and, and I'm so yeah. grateful for my own growth and involvement. And, you know, also think that motherhood had a huge, you know, part in that. And I think back to like, you were saying like with my career and, you know, and I'm like, wow, I don't know if I would have evolved at this level had I just stayed in that and not done anything else, you know? And so, right. you know, I'm curious for you, Mickey, like, you know, now looking back, you know, and being a mom and having your son, having all those incredible successes with WWE and all the projects you're doing and your foundations, like, what would you say to like your younger self who did have those limited beliefs of like, oh, could I actually do that? And like, why is someone telling me I can't? Like, what would you say to her and say to everyone else that's listening? Um, I would say to laugh it off a little bit more, to let to not take it, take it, not take life so seriously, not take everything so seriously, like not uh, take everything so personally. You know what I mean? And and to really. Um, live my life for my own wants, my real wants and desires and not everybody else's expectations. Oh, I love that. That's so, so beautifully said, especially not living through someone else's expectations because gosh, do we all get wrapped up in that? And it's, it's just so true. It's, there's such a falsehood behind it. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it really ties back into where we started the show with like us talking about, you know, the ego and feeding it and the perspective and, you know, the way you shift things. And I, I you know, I just think that, 
you know, you as a woman, as an entrepreneur, you know, as a mother, everything, it's so inspiring to watch your career and all the levels of everything you've done. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been a crazy journey and I wouldn't trade it for a minute, but there's been, it's been a wild ride. There's been highs and lows and ups and downs and all that good stuff, but it's all part of life and it's all part of living. So, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, and again, thank you for being so raw and real and, you know, just authentic with my audience, because I think that especially right now, like these types of conversations are just so important for others to be able to grow and evolve, to not feel stuck, to know that like those limiting beliefs really are only what they're telling themselves and that like they can do it no matter what it is they want to do. And so anyone listening, like, you know, really write that down about like not allowing you know, those expectations of others to, you know, stop you and not allowing those quote unquote limiting beliefs, you know, that you've told yourself to actually play into you. Because as Mickey said, you know, she turns back to herself and is like, okay, but I can do it. I'm going to do it. And here's how. And so, you know, if there's anything you're going to take away from, you know, this show, you know, take that. And Mickey, before I let you go, is there anything else that you would want to leave us with? And of course, tell us where we can find you and follow you and everything that, you know, you shared here. Oh, well, I'm just so honored to be here. And thank you for having me. And thank you for asking me to be on the show. I'm so grateful. I'm so, I love what you're doing. I love everything that you are and that you've just continued to be. Like, I just love watching you and just getting to know you in these last like couple months or whatever, since we started talking, it's just been, I just love the human that you are. Like you just, it's just like, you shine so bright. And so I'm grateful to be here. Oh, thank um, you. And you're super sweet. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I just think that I, you know, I hope that like whatever, you know, I, I think that women supporting women is a huge thing and we preach about it all the time. And there was somebody said to me a long time ago, like, oh, people want to see you be successful. They just don't want to see you be more successful than them. And I was like, whoa, that's deep. But <laughs> there is some validity in that. And so when you see that, like when people are coming at you with like maybe a negative mentality, when they see your growth and they see that it's because they wish that they could be at that same space as you and they, they are happy for you, but it's more about their own personal. Like that's where I say, don't take everything so personal because most times when people are reacting or acting on things that you, that hurt your feelings or like that, you kind of take and go like, Oh, that was, that was stiff. It's literally nine times out of 10 has zero to do with you and everything to do with them. And so it's like, that was like a hard thing, but it also was a very rewarding thing because I quit taking, it helped me take, not take everybody and everything so personal um, and just live my life for like what I knew felt right for me, you know? And, and I feel like my heart never lies. Like, you know, where my, I can mentally talk myself out of anything, but my heart will always stay true. It'll always tell me. Oh my know, gosh. So. I got chills when you said that. And I was just thinking about like this whole show and everything we've talked about is like, the ego and it's like the ego is like you said that, that space of like you know the constant like must do this and oh this might be this and uh, tricks you and plays with you and when you just said you know your heart doesn't lie your heart it's like that's your soul you know that's your essence that's who you are so like how how beautiful I love that oh but yeah right I'm like oh I'm so deep today I'm feeling super deep today I know we got a lot more deep than I expected to but I love it I'm, I'm, I'm here for it you know yay all day babe <laughs> um well I can't wait well you gotta come back and then also I want you to come on the golf tv show because it's gonna be so fun we're gonna have a yes box. I'm so excited yeah. guys so I'm gonna have that in the show notes guys but we're gonna actually be doing a really fun swap you know with our shows and promoting and doing all kinds of fun stuff around it so definitely stay tuned for that and I'll have that on the show notes Mickey tell us where we can find you and follow you 
Um, you can go to Mickey James, M-I-C-K-I-E, james.com, and pretty much find everything that you need to know. Um, my Instagram is the Mickey James, my Twitter, Mickey James, but everything is listed there. I have a Facebook page. I have my WWE page. If you want to find all my wrestling stuff, everything is there. So mickeyjames.com is the easiest place. Yes. And you have, if I remember correctly, you have something coming up with WWE that, that, that um, is going to be coming up when this airs, right? Or you have, will have just done it or something? There was an event that's coming up? I will up? have just done, which is a big surprise, surprise, but since we're pre-recording this and this doesn't come out until after, I will have just done the Royal Rumble, which is the fourth ever female the, the, you know, I was part of the very first one and, and the last three. But I'm supposed to be a surprise in the Royal Rumble on Sunday, Woo! which is super exciting. Royal Rumble, female Royal Rumble number four, which, like, you know, it's pretty awesome. Amazing. Pretty awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, that'll, yeah. So, once it airs, guys, I'll also, like, put that uh, in the show notes because, like she says, a little surprise that she's getting to do before this goes live. So, so cool. Well, Mickey, thank you so much for being here and everything you shared and guys like I said if you're going to take anything away from this like Mickey said so beautifully your heart doesn't lie lean on your heart you know push away from your ego and trust in what you know so Mickey thanks to everyone and cheers till next time guys bye thanks for listening to everything with Allie Levine if you loved this episode please leave a review screenshot this episode tell a friend tag us on social media subscribe tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.